This is a podcast from the Business Times. Hi there, everyone. I'm Genevieve Kwa, wealth editor of the Business Times and host of this podcast, Wealth with BT. Today, we're going to talk about your integrated shield plan and how you're impacted by the cancer drug list, especially if you hold a rider. As you know, your shield plan is a hospital and surgical plan under the CPF umbrella, where premiums can be paid for by your Medisave. It's a must for everyone because the risk of chronic and acute conditions that require surgery or a hospital stay rises with age. Riders, however, must be paid for with cash. In this episode, we'll give an overview of the changes in your shield and rider coverage, which took effect in April because of the cancer drug list. What's the impact of these changes? Are you better off? Will premiums of riders go up? What if you don't have a rider? Should you take it up? First off, here's a brief recap of how the cancer drug list came about. The Health Ministry announced in 2021 that it will draw up a list of cost-effective and clinically proven cancer drugs, which will qualify for subsidy and insurance. This is because the cost of cancer treatment has been escalating rapidly. In 2019, Singapore spent $375 million on cancer drugs, which is a quarter of the country's total drug spending. If left unchecked, Singapore expects to spend $2.7 billion on cancer drugs by 2030, more than seven times the 2019 spending. The cancer drug list sets out to lower the cost of these drugs because suppliers will now have an incentive to get on the list to benefit from subsidies and the potentially wider use of their drug. Previously, cancer drugs were covered on an as-charged basis, so there was no incentive for suppliers to lower prices. So far, the list seems to be working. Parliament was told earlier this year that the average cost of drugs on the list has fallen by 30% and by more than 60% for some drugs. The number of drugs on the list has also expanded since it was first announced. Eventually, The ministry hopes that as more drugs get added onto the list, the coverage will get more comprehensive. Since last year, MediShield Life, which is the base building block for health cover, has imposed limits for cover for cancer drugs and services. This cover is defined by a finite dollar amount, monthly or annually. For drugs on the list, we'll call this list CDL, The claimable cost is $200 to $9,600 a month. For cancer drug services, the cap is $3,600 a year. Cancer drug services cover a number of things, like consultations, lab tests, and blood transfusions. Now let's talk about the integrated shield plans. How are they affected? From April, the base shield plans will have to stick to the MediShield Life criteria of covering only CDL drugs and services. Almost all the insurers have chosen to cover a multiple of the MediShield Life cover of up to five times. What this means is that on your base plan, you'll be able to claim between $1,000 and $48,000 a month for CDL drugs and up to $18,000 a year for cancer drug services. Is this enough? I'll get to that in a short while. Riders are a completely different story. 
For their riders, most insurers have chosen to add the cancer outpatient benefit into the rider. Most riders now cover an even greater multiple of the CDL benefit in addition to the base plan. And riders now also cover non-CDL drugs, something base plans are not allowed to do. Based on my compilation published in my Mind the Gap column in the Business Times, the most generous is the rider by Great Eastern. It covers 18 times their base plan multiple, which itself has a multiple of five times. This means if you are a GE Shield policyholder and have a rider for private hospital care, your effective cover is 23 times the MediShield life limit for CDL drugs. For non-CDL drugs, GE has chosen to cap the benefit at $250,000 a year. This cap isn't just for marketing reasons. To the question of, is the rider cover enough? I only have an indication from GE based on the claims data for 2022. Other insurers have either declined to reply to questions on their outpatient cancer claims experience, or they say they don't have the data. I also tried unsuccessfully to get an indication from the Life Insurance Association on whether there is industry data for this. GE's experience is this. They found that based on claims in 2022, the maximum bill for chemotherapy was slightly over $98,200. This is, mind you, the highest claim, so it's an outlier. The average bill size was just over $6,000. These bills are for a three-week treatment cycle. Originally, GE's rider was to cover up to $200,000 a year for non-CDL drugs, but very quickly, at end March, it revised this upwards to $250,000 to ensure that most policyholders would be within its net. There is yet another development among riders. Originally, Riders were meant to cover the deductible and coinsurance portions of a hospital bill. The reason that premiums escalated so much is that riders, by definition, sit on top of a base plan. This means the total benefit can be very generous, especially if your cover is for private hospital care on an as-charged basis. As-charged means that you're covered regardless of the size of the bill. That has resulted in larger claims for both the base plan and rider, and through time, higher premiums. Today, two insurers have opted to focus not so much on beefing up their existing riders with CDL and non-CDL benefits. One insurer, AIA, has chosen to launch a new rider called the Cancer Care Booster. This gives you effectively 21 times the MediShield life limit for CDL drugs, including the base plan benefit. And for non-CDL drugs, the cap is $200,000 a year. But to me, the more interesting product is by SingLife Shield called Cancer Cover Plus. I initially thought this was a rider, but SingLife has said this is a standalone plan. This means you do not need to hold SingLife's base shield plan to buy this. In fact, if you hold a shield plan by other insurers, it seems you can still subscribe for the Cancer Cover Plus. This product is almost effectively an as-charge plan for outpatient cancer treatments because the annual limit is a whopping $1.5 million a year in excess of the deductible. Using GE's experience of the average chemo bill of $6,000, 
it's probably unlikely you'd need so much cover in a single year. But if affordability isn't an issue, you may want the peace of mind. Still to come, what is the impact of these changes in outpatient cancer cover? Are you better off? A monthly podcast inspired by the Business Times column, Off the Record, joined the BT Podcasts lineup in April. Conversations in which editors from the newsrooms of SPH Media discuss the modern news industry from their insider's perspective. Hi, I'm Howie Lim, correspondent at the Business Times. In the next episode of Editors Talk, I'll be getting insights into the strategy and thought process that took BT Podcasts from experiment to business unit at the Business Times. Are there more transformational changes to come? What is the potential of podcasts in today's digital world? And where does AI fit into the future of BT Podcasts? Information that doesn't just affect me directly, but might give you answers in your business sector's digital transformation journey. BT's podcast editor Clarissa Montero joins us next. Out May 8th. Check in for the latest in editor's talk from the Business Times. And now, back to Wealth BT from the Business Times. The question of whether you are better off isn't an easy one to answer, because in a very real sense, the ground rules have changed. As a policyholder, you have little choice in the matter. If your plan previously offered cover for outpatient cancer treatment on an as-charged basis, then honestly, you are worse off. Because now on your base plan, there are limits for CDL drugs, and non-CDL drugs are excluded. There are also limits on the riders. But you are still better off than not having cover at all, or being limited to only the cover offered by MediShield Life. I spoke to a financial advisor, Eddie Chong, who is head of Providence Solutions team. His view is that these changes have arguably made riders an essential element of health cover for cancer. This is what he says, I quote, With the latest shield changes to restrict cancer cover, the rider is not just for smaller ticket items, but also for potentially larger out-of-pocket expenses from cancer treatments, especially for non-CDL drugs. Having an IP rider that covers cancer treatment is becoming important from a risk mitigation standpoint, especially for private hospitals. Close quote. Eddie believes that it is actually a plus point for insurers who have chosen to unbundle the CDL and non-CDL benefits from their original riders, like what AIA and SingLife have done. These options give policyholders flexibility in their choices. They may want to cover only the deductible and coinsurance portions of bills, or they may want only the outpatient cancer cover, or both. I myself chose to self-insure the deductible and co-insurance portions of my shield plan from the start. I don't have a rider, but now I have a dilemma. It's harder to take up a rider now that I'm older, and certain conditions may be excluded. Plus, premiums are very expensive. Eddie has pointed out to me that for older policyholders, a payout from a critical illness plan may help to fund non-CDL treatments, or you can downgrade your expectations and seek treatment in a government hospital, where outpatient cancer charges will be much lower than private hospitals. The next big question is rider premiums. Will they rise? 
Unfortunately, there also isn't a straightforward answer to this question because ultimately, it will depend on the insurer's claims experience. This is what the health ministry says in a letter published in the Straits Times. I quote, The CDL sends a strong signal to patients and doctors to use clinically proven and cost-effective treatments. While riders may cover non-cost-effective treatments, these costs will be reflected in rider premiums rather than MediShield Life and IP premiums. Individuals should consider their needs and the long-term affordability of the plans when deciding whether to buy IPs and riders, close quote. Health Minister Ong Yi Kang has also said that the ministry does not object to insurers who offer cover for non-CDL treatments. Premiums, he said, will reflect the additional coverage. I believe rider premiums are likely to rise because they now have some specific benefits that were not in the original design. But I hope, and we all can only hope, that the measures taken by the industry so far to dampen claims overall will also help to mitigate outpatient cancer claims. These measures include the option to seek pre-approval by doctor panels for treatments. Insurers have been expanding the size and scope of private sector specialists on their panels to ensure that most policyholder needs are met and to raise confidence in doctor panels. Some insurers also have a system called claims-based pricing, which is similar to a no-claims discount from motor insurance. This system gives you a premium discount for staying healthy. But if you make a claim, depending on the size of the claim, your premium may rise. Let's take a closer look at rider premiums today for someone who turns 55 on his or her next birthday. For AIA's Cancer Care Booster, you'll pay $138 a year. For Sing Life's Cancer Cover Plus, which again is a standalone plan, for that same age, the annual premium is $640. I'm citing an older age because I do believe you need to have a sense of the premium at older ages to gauge the affordability, especially for the years when you may not have an income. As for GE's rider for private hospital care called P-Select, the premium is just over $1,000. This rider is a traditional structure where the deductible and coinsurance are covered and the policyholder pays a 5% copayment. That's it for this episode. Changes to cancer cover and shield riders are a bit complicated, but I do hope this episode has helped to clarify things and will help you to reconsider your cover for outpatient cancer treatments. Until the next episode, Thank you for listening. This is a podcast by the Business Times. Find more BT podcasts at businesstimes.com.sg slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is meant to provide general information only. SPH Media accepts no liability for loss arising from any reliance on the podcast or use of third parties' products and services. Please consult professional advisors for independent advice.